Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, friends. I'm pro-life leader Frank Pavone, National Director of Priests for Life, and I want to welcome you to our daily time of prayer together and reflection on the Scriptures. Glad to have you with us. And uh, we uh, want to invite you to leave your prayer intentions in the uh, comments. We'll all pray for each other very specifically. And uh, we invite you always to spread the word about these programs and help us extend and expand our online audience. Let's turn to the Lord in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, we come to you this day consecrating and dedicating it to you. All time belongs to you. All life belongs to you. And you give us each day to initiate a wonderful exchange as you give us the gift of time. We return it to you through faithful service. We ask you to increase the effectiveness and the fidelity of our service and its effectiveness, especially in saving lives, in, in, in speaking up for the most vulnerable, our unborn brothers and sisters. Enable us always to understand how the scriptures illumine this great task and strengthen us in carrying it out. We repent of all our sins, especially those sins which would make us neglect and miss countless opportunities to serve you. We are sorry for any acts that we have committed that are sinful, but we are also, Lord, equally sorry for the acts that we have omitted and thereby failed in our service to you. Make us holy. Make us holier each day. Make us stronger witnesses to your gospel of life. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. I want to read for you this passage from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 10. Jesus said to His apostles, As you go, make this proclamation. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, drive out demons. Without cost you have received. Without cost you are to give. Do not take gold or silver or copper for your belts. No sack for the journey or a second tunic, or sandals or walking stick. The laborer deserves his keep. Whatever town or village you enter, look for a worthy person in it and stay there until you leave. As you enter a house, wish it peace. If the house is worthy, let your peace come upon it. If not, let your peace return to you. Whoever will not receive you, or listen to your words. Go outside that house or town and shake the dust from your feet. Amen, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. Friends, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This is the proclamation that Jesus makes. Too many people think of, of Christianity, think of religion in general, as just a moral code. It's like, hey, everybody, uh, here's, what's, here's what we need to do, 
And uh, this is, uh, we're going to point you to some, some good examples of, of how to do it and hope you find inspiration. They think of religion as some kind of inspiring story. It's about a kingdom that has broken into human history. A kingdom that we're called to be part of through a living relationship with the God who is that kingdom. In other words, a tremendous revolutionary event, revolutionary to our lives, transformative to our lives and to the whole world, and in fact to the whole universe, has occurred, continues to occur, and we have got to respond to it. This is the announcement of the gospel. This is the good news. Something great has happened. You see the difference between that and simply saying, hey everybody, come gather around, let me teach you the right way to live. Yes, of course Christianity is a right way to live, and there are very specific teachings and moral codes connected with this kingdom, because it transforms us into sons and daughters of God, and therefore we have to be like God, and therefore obviously it has do's and don'ts. But understand the difference between simply a code that is exemplified by key leaders and, 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 and faithful servants who are held up as examples versus a reality of a kingdom breaking in that requires an immediate response from you to either accept it and enter into it or to refuse to believe. Look at the severity here of what God thinks about the sin of refusing to believe. Remember, Jesus said, I have not come to condemn. I've come to save. And he also said, however, those who do not believe, that is, who do not accept in faith this kingdom that has broken into the world, he said, they are already condemned. Condemned, that's a strong word, for their failure to believe. Condemned for what? Committing murder? Condemned for what? Uh, causing a revolution? Stealing? What, what, what are they being condemned for? Their refusal to believe. The light came into the world. Some preferred darkness. They wouldn't come near the light. They wouldn't approach the kingdom. They wouldn't receive the kingdom. Now, receiving the kingdom, practically speaking here, Jesus is pointing out, means receiving those he sends to announce the kingdom. So listen to these rather harsh words. Whoever will not receive you or listen to your words. Go outside, shake the dust from your feet. It's going to be more tolerable for Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment. What did they do wrong? It was a sin of omission. It was a sin of avoidance. So many people look at religion and they say, well, I, I, I have to be, a, I, 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 this is all about being a good person. I have to be a good person. As long as I'm a good person, I don't have to worry about reading the Bible, going to church, receiving the sacraments, proclaiming Christ. I, I, mean, I, I, just, don't want, I just want to be a good person. Oh, how they miss the mark. How they miss the mark. We have to listen to the words of Christ. Whoever will not receive you, 
He's sending specific people to preach this word. Whoever will not receive you, the preachers of the word of God, the preachers of the gospel of Christ, or listen to your words, that's it right there. That's their condemnation. That's their judgment. This is the, this is the fundamental demand of Christianity. Accept that word of faith. Paul says, how are people going to be saved if they don't believe? How are they going to believe if they don't hear the word? How's the, how are they going to hear the word if it isn't preached to them? How can it be preached to them unless people are sent to preach it? That's why he said, woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. Woe to us all if we do not proclaim that gospel in word and deed. Woe to parents if they don't proclaim that gospel to their children. Woe to the clergy if they don't proclaim the fullness of the gospel in all its rigor and vigor, not diluting or excluding any aspect of it because it's not politically correct. People have a right to the fullness of the teaching. But if they will not receive you or listen to your words, it will be more tolerable on the day of judgment for Sodom and Gomorrah. Pray for the preaching of the Word. You know, each weekend when it comes around late afternoon on Saturday, I think about all the church services, all the masses that are starting to be held. You know, you got the vigil masses on Saturday night, and then Sunday morning, very intense in my mind and uppermost in my prayer intentions, what I call the praying for the preaching of the Word. We pray for the preachers... Think of all the different churches across the body of Christ, all different denominations, where the preaching of the Word is occurring. How prepared are they? How ready are they? How convincing will they be? How persuasive will they come across? You pray for the preacher. Preach courageously. Don't hold back. Pray for the preaching of the Word. Pray for the sowing of the seed generously. And then pray for the hearers of the word that they may not fall under this condemnation in this reading. That the preacher, uh, that the listeners to the word would be not only paying attention at that moment, the devil always wants to distract us. Pay attention. And then we pray that the Holy Spirit will help them receive and accept and understand and accept the challenge of that word inwardly because it's a word that transforms us. The word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, searches and discerns the motives of the heart. It takes the Holy Spirit to help us navigate through all that and really hear the word. We don't go to church to, to just listen to something that's going to make us feel good. We go to church to listen to and receive a message that's going to change us, and therefore parts of it will be painful. It will be challenging. It will stretch us out of our comfort zone. And that's what we should want to happen. Otherwise, people have a point. If they say, well, I could I'll just listen to God wherever I am. I'll read the Bible. I'll pray on my own. I'll go to the park. I'll go to the beach. I'll stay in my room. Yeah, if you're not ready to receive a message that you would never give yourself. we got to be ready to receive a message that we didn't even think of, that we would never tell ourselves 
Because a kingdom has broken into the world. That wasn't our doing. A kingdom has broken into the world. A major event has occurred. God has stepped into human history. And now it's time for us to take up the challenge to respond. Let's pray. Lord, may all people hear your gospel. We pray, Lord, for those who have no, no understanding, no knowledge, have never even heard your name, and don't know of the gospel of Christ. And Lord, we pray for those who have heard it, may they accept it more deeply every day. We pray for those who have heard it and then may have slackened off. We pray for a new evangelization to reawaken their receiving of the kingdom, their listening to your word. And Lord, we pray finally for those who have rejected it. Do not allow their lives to end before they receive it anew. Let them turn away from that rejection. Let them have new ears and a new willingness, a new heart to receive and listen to those that you have sent to preach. Lord, we preach the gospel of life. It challenges the pro-abortion culture. A kingdom of life has broken into the culture of death. A message of life has gone forth challenging us to accept that all people must be received. Every child is to be received, nurtured and protected, never rejected. Because a rejection of that child is a rejection of you, O God. Enable us to accept and receive that truth and bring us to a culture of life. The kingdom of Christ, who is Lord forever and ever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Friends, thank you for joining me. I ask you again to help us to expand our online audience, share these videos, let other people know about these platforms and about our Scripture Reflections. And finally, if you would support our work, you can go to ProLifeGift.org to do that. We appreciate your generosity because we only rely on people like you. It's not those big government grants like the pro-abortion groups get. Our grant, our blessing, our financial sustenance is you. ProLifeGift.org. Thanks very much. We will talk to you soon. Hello, this is Father David Begany. Like many priests, I am inspired and always learning from the Ministry of Priests for Life, which is one of the largest and most visible pro-life organizations in the world. This ministry relies on your financial support to be able to do its work, produce its programs, and travel the world to advocate for the unborn. May I ask you to support Priests for Life generously? Go today to prolifegift.org 
and give as generous a gift as you can. Thank you so much and be assured of our daily prayers for you. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.